talk about servant leadership. Why did we choose this as a core value and what will you teach on it if you have to teach it as the core value? Well, we will add on to where we finished last with why we travel to nations. We wanted to travel to the nations in a different way. Mm -hmm. We wanted to step outside of the box of the Westerner mentality and um, we looked at looking at Jesus and this was one of the things that stood out the most in Jesus' life is that he was a king, came as a, actually as a king, that mm. was not seen as one, so that whole servant leadership was what came out of the life of Jesus. So yeah. we wanted travel to look different and missions to look different than this mm. normal sphere of preaching, teaching, evangelizing, like the church we demonstrate in Africa in a way I'd say. Yeah. Mm. And we are from Africa. Mm. That was what motivated us because we wanted to reach the poorest of the poor. Mm. And mm. The, the best way I think to reach the poor was by serving them. Mm. Mm. So what did we what did we do? Let's remember one or two stories that that kind of for us was the experiential things that say, Oh yes, that is I'm here to serve and what did it mean practically? Mm. It meant, for example, that we were in 45 degrees Celsius in India and we started to paint the orphanage, yeah. <laughs> probably out of our own desperation. But we just couldn't stand that these kids live in these conditions. Mm. And how did we, how could we serve them? Mm. That was kind of the way, that was the motivation. How can yeah. we make it better for them to live yeah. here? Yeah. I think is um, when you approach a, let's say, a host in that manner where you're willing to be a servant, it mm. also changes mm. their impression or their, you know, question. Not there's no questioning your motives if you're willing to do the dirty work in yeah. toilets. Yeah. You know, they, it immediately sets the tone of the relationship, yeah. the being one that that's honest that that you're the one submitting to their authority mm. um, and, and serving from out of a place of not entitlement. So, in other words, also being willing to sacrifice and give that which is required. If I think of the example in India, I mean, to, to, to buy the paint, to buy the brushes, it's not putting that burden now on the host. You... you They've helped you identify the need, mm -hmm. but now serving them through really uh, even taking that on your own shoulders was important for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, think, I think we were absolutely focused on how can we help. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that was absolute our focus. Yeah. 
And we even when coming back, if I remember, you do you remember the time we cleaned the toilets of Mokukanya? Mm-hmm. Uh, with every team, we mm-hmm. had this mm-hmm. uh, massive projects trying to install that mindset of yeah. we do the the yeah. no work is below me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I mean, I mean, the and uh, those toilets, a few guys passed out. It was really Back the worst the, that I saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. but that kind of mindset of what can I do to make it easier yeah. for you yeah. or better, that's kind of in the, was in yeah. the front of our yeah. Uh, yeah. thinking. Yeah, I think it's the, uh, that's correct and it goes towards the people you are hosting and serving but there's something happens with you yourself. Yeah. Mm. It, it's almost as if your own uh, pride is broken down, your um, pet peeves or the things that you've held dear, now you're needing to bow down and clean mm-hmm. this toilet. You need to you know, really serve from a personal place. Sometimes you've be, you were confronted with your own tiredness or your own needs, your own um, your selfish desires, and now you need to lay that down to serve others that you could have easily just raised the funds and paid someone to do it. But the moment that you do it yourself, something happens in your own heart. It also asks of you faith because a lot of the times the things that you're going to take on initially looks bigger than what you're able, you know, out of yourself being able to. But the moment that you as a team realize this and if we stand together if we work hard if we're willing to you know sacrifice our um, time together as a team our comforts then you're able to do great things and i think there's that inner journey where the lord is actually shaping you yourself for as he's preparing you for the good works that he's prepared for you in advance you know Mm -hmm. for future things I i mean a lot of times building this school we've said those stories i remember in india we did that or in guatemala that and it was those initial moments that actually set us up for bigger things and if we weren't faithful in those you know you wouldn't have had the dna almost so it's really building in dna that's why servant leadership is important for us yeah Yeah, i agree with you it's like it it became the stepping stones Mm. if you think that those first years and the way we served mm-hmm. as a motivation. And if you think radio was kind of like a, a mm-hmm. step of what God wanted us to, yeah. to do. If we didn't do the year journey, we wouldn't have faith for radio. Mm-hmm. So how many, we have builded like what? Right 80 here. houses mm-hmm. or homes where it has burned down. Mm-hmm. If we didn't do radio, we would not have done the school. Mm-hmm. We would not have the faith mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. To stand here, so that servant leadership and what God brings forth through that mm. brings the faith in you to actually yeah. do more. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think that's how the kingdom works, also because you're willing to work on a project that's not your own, yeah, and it's not for your own benefit actually in any way. Yeah, I mean, some people like to work hard, but it's for themselves. You know that you're doing it for yourself. If you mm. think of radial. Yeah, I mean, there's no actual benefit that we can say this is how we benefited from it economically or financially mm-hmm. or owner ownership or anything. You can't. 
you can't read it, but it's what you said earlier, Stephen, it built something mm. in us for, for the future. Yeah. It's also laying down, being willing to build on with someone else for, even for their project or for their thing, mm. or for that missionary's mm. uh, project that he's busy with. You won't ever see where that ended up. Yeah. But uh, it's valuable for the kingdom. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, that's why I always appreciate and underline that so many of the missions guy has actually built at the school. If you think of our circle mm. and and uh, people just kind of just signed up, mm. it wasn't because they embraced the bigger picture exactly. of what God wants to do here. Yeah. And then I am giving myself for that kingdom picture. Mm. Um, I'm not trying mm. to benefit, or I don't complain and say, this is not my yeah. uh, part. I'm just part of that. And what I like, if we kind of, we now old school looking back at the old days, but. What I loved about uh, in those early school days is if we would have an event, um, everybody would stay after the event, packing up the chairs and things, but lingering. I mean, for me, the ultimate was the the teachers will do it through the night with the kids, and then they will all go out for breakfast together (laughs) after a night. You know, that servant leadership, if it's managed correctly, bring that together joy mm. that's bigger than I've, what I've built it for myself. That mm. collective joy you can't find anywhere else as mm. in the kingdom and through mm. servant leadership. Yeah. I recall an image of a red tent under a tree across the fence and we had to uh, dig foundations for the next three log homes. That was the mission of the training for the students and mm. Stephen had ordered the cement to come that morning and we were not finished digging the depth of our foundations so we woke up at 4 a.m. Mm. Um, mm. that morning with our headlamps on and started working to mm. be on time at 10 o'clock for the cement. the cement to come. Yes. But if I think of servant leadership, it's a door that opens into um, people's lives. Um, the ones that serve and the ones whom we serve. Mm. I think the most mm. significant moments I've had on journey in nations was discipleship time spent with students serving. That was the, the where the most difficult questions were yes. asked and the most um, difficult uh, answers were given were hours and hours of working hard and being tired and being overwhelmed with life mm. and meeting Jesus there. Um, one of those was digging the coral reef in uh, the Philippines when the church wanted to build a fence. And how our hands hurt was picking up the kufut every day and just managing. But those were days where we would rotate with four people around the hall. And I still remember people having encounters with Jesus there, you know, because we, we would be with each other long enough mm. to become real and wonderful. And I, I also want to say back back with that is into the, the locals, like 
that's where we connected with locals. You know, the locals saw our servant hearts and they started reaching out to us and bringing us food or coconut milk or um, it touched them in such a way that they actually had the um, freedom to invite us into their yeah. poor homes and set up meals for us and just it uh, levels the ground out for me so mm. the leadership it, and if I think of a host too um, I always want to say, what else did we have to give? We didn't have, we didn't mm. have dollars to give, mm. you know. And they, um, it was a neutral place of, I'm overwhelmed with this, and I never have time or manpower to yeah. reach this. And we're like, but we have nothing else but manpower, yeah. and to actually paint your wall in the next two weeks. This is, and for both, it was. Mm-hmm. a great benefit mm-hmm. because we it was a place of serving so servant leadership is for me really a place where people mm-hmm. change and mm-hmm. people are their needs are met but also like the walking through the servant leadership gives you an encounter with Jesus yeah mm-hmm. awesome. I think if I can add on to Clara it gives what you're saying is it's giving it gives you credibility for, with the host also in a platform to actually share the gospel i think an, another part for me is if you as a team or as an individual come to a host and um, that your attitude is also one to serve them in a way of not eating first or all the food you know mm. having that cell it's 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 being unselfish, yeah, um, yeah. cleaning your room where you are staying, um, making sure you wash the dishes, not saying, I can I wash the dishes? And in the moment they say, no, thank you, but rather just start washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that really being the last one to yeah. to take the food and not bring it using all the sugar or whatever. It's those real mm-hmm. things right. of being unselfish it's mm-hmm. always challenging and yourself thinking, thinking of someone else exactly. above needs above your own needs yeah. 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 yeah which brings me to what is the scriptural base for servant leadership what are what are um, scriptures that come to mind is that that one of thinking of other before mm-hmm. you think of yourself mm-hmm. esteem each another one higher than mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. Uh, it's willing Je- willing to lay down your life for willing others. to lay down your life for but, somebody yeah. else Jesus also said um, if you love me you will express it in serving others mm. and you can't say I love Jesus but I James say and yeah. I don't do anything for mm. my brother so it's mm. connected yeah. to people yeah um, I, I remember one of the last thing that my mom told me. I said to her, Mom, if you can give me the, the biggest advice through your life, what is the most important thing that you want to teach me? And she said, she quoted Jesus saying, Do to others what you want to be done yeah. to yourself. Yeah. yeah so, so it's a servant leadership is. The Jesus way. There mm. is no other way. Mm. So um, 
So we can't allow any type of other leadership, leadership to, mm. yeah. to yeah. function because Jesus said it's not yeah. about the position. It's yeah. exactly. not a title. Mm. It's not an entitlement. It's mm. not a self-focus. There's no religion in servant leadership. Yeah, you can't. No, you can't say you you preached wrong or you you know you prayed wrong. There's no religion in servant, and I feel that's what Jesus did. Like yeah, he didn't. Right. He he yeah. spent time with people, and exactly. he became the least, and he walked yeah. people. There was no religion yeah. in his, in his way of doing yeah. things. It was all yeah. relational. I remember asking Floyd once, you know, what is it? Because I think we have a inherited way just because of who we are that wanted to work hard mm. okay? it's with just mm. our uh, we're not first of all preachers yeah. we are doers <laughs> <laughs> and um, and this place for both but I asked him so what is servant leadership and he said an important thing is he said it's also to give your time to people mm. it's mm. also a way of serving people yeah. uh, it's yeah. not just the doing but the giving of your time yeah. It's been challenging to me because mm. I think that's also the world and everything yeah. tells you to protect yourself, yeah. to not yeah. spend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and you learn not to give from yourself to others. Mm. And that's what the hard work help you. If you cup mm. the coral with somebody else, it conversation mm. start. Um, I think we've for me, the challenge is, is to not to reduce it to a coffee here and there. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. to be a- accessible. Mm. People know I can yeah. have some of your time. Exactly. I won't be yeah. a burden yeah. if I come yeah. to you for time. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, to add on to that, and Jesus, in his example, although he was king of kings, he was willing to do anything even wash feet of others mm-hmm. and it's I'm challenged and I, I mean you Mariki, others have set that example that because you're in a position of leadership that doesn't now exclude you from packing chairs or picking up mm-hmm. papers or mm-hmm. washing dishes or mm-hmm. you know uh, serving others and I think that, that's the key breakthrough in the end if, if, if you if you can really grow into a servant leader when you one day positioned in leadership whatever that is and i mean the prophecies over uh, school children and others are leaders of nations is real genuine leadership positions mm. but if you get there and you've grasped servant leadership mm. you will be approachable you will always consider others before considering your own needs you act on behalf of the people almost you mm. know and be willing to do whatever that role requires and that's in the end the the, the success of servant leadership when you're in that position where you really serve others and not just the title of your leadership two sto- uh, two, just random servant leadership stories that I think of is one is Luyanani usually tells that one that um, they're just told the other day that uh, there were different people coming to them in Mafrak in Jordan, uh, missionaries, people from missions, organizations and so on. 
But when Monique who did Global Challenge, when she arrived there, the first thing she did was she walked into the kitchen and started washing their dishes. <laughs> and no one else had done that. And so they could just see this is someone that's done Global Challenge. And even though they didn't know her well, there was an immediate connection and um, they just understood each other uh, from that moment on. So that's to me, it's also just a, a great story of that servant leadership approach when you arrive at, at someone's place, um, which isn't normal in the missions world, I think. I think some, mis- we've talked about this, but I think some people go on outreach trips and they want to do the, the important stuff, you know, in good, in good person. Um, and the other st- story was my first introduction to servant leadership was when we were painting the coffee shop in in England, in London, and it was late at night and it was freezing because it was winter. And I'm going outside and I'm thinking, I'm probably not going to wash this pan, this, what do you call it, the thing where you put the paint in. And then I see Clara standing in the freezing cold, scrubbing that, that thing, with freezing water. <laughs> and this is now, I mean, it's first days, you know, so it really set the tone for servant leadership that year. So I can't, I mean, if Clara does this, then I have to, I can't leave. Yeah, it's an example. <laughs> it's yeah, an example. example. It's an example, yeah. Yeah, it inspires. And it. so, you know, we were scrubbing those um, paint things in the freezing water at night. And that, you know, that kind of set the bar for me. I said, okay, this is what, this is what you mean when you talk about servant leadership. I understood immediately you know, what's, uh, what's expected. Um, so that's, that's, that's always my first introduction to servant leadership. <laughs> painting stories, I had the privilege of being the first to take Tanifili to India most, Kota. And um, it was because of those paint brushes and paint pans that I won Tanifili over because <laughs> we cleaned them well after it. <laughs> and since then Tanifili is recognized now we are. Hard working, but I will always my first um, month in Global Challenge was in Guatemala when we met Oma Teresa. Remember? And those two of servant leadership and seeking God collided that day, and that's when we um, met her. And she was an orphan, a widowed woman, old. And uh, we met her in the small village, and she had a little home with a leaking roof and no fireplace. So for almost 20 years, she made fire in her house. So her whole skin was covered in soot, and so also everything in her house. And we took it upon us to do her roof over and her house, and then build her a fireplace with a chimney. And she had already all over all the years collected stones when from the river as she would go and collect water and gathered them, but she didn't have the ability to build it herself. So we got the line team to come over and help us. And um, the challenge was that we couldn't really communicate with her because she uh, spoke a different dialect, not Spanish, but we tried with her neighbors. But as we carried the things, possessions out the house, she would hoard them because she was mm-hmm. afraid that we were going to do something with them. 
But as the days, as she saw our hearts and we came back every day, she she grew fond of us and actually started, you know, bringing us food. And so it was beautiful in the end when we did everything, painted everything over, uh, did the roof over and uh, Lloyd still built the fireplace with his precision, the beautiful fireplace, and we ended up buying her bed and new bedding. And then we went, uh, made an effort to find someone who speaks her dialect. And we went back and then shared with her what, what was the reason why we would do something like that. And then the moment came where we could actually share <coughs> the gospel with them. Because then we, um, she said, but she had been praying for years to a God that he would send someone to help her because she had lost all her family members and there's mm. no one looking out for her. Mm. And then we could share with her the God that sent us from another nation mm. and that's that powerful. his heart was so much for her that he'd send us from South mm. Africa. And he would be so detailed to actually allow us to respond to that exact need that she had mm. and that's how much he loved her. Mm. So we would never have met her in a church or a public space, mm. there's no way we would have if it wasn't for the Lord directing us, but also for the platform of serving mm. a widow to the T of her desire without her even priorly mm. explaining mm. to us, this is what I want. Mm. So that's for me, brings a person to the same table, mm. a widow with no family, no money, no mm. food. There's no way she can host us or even talk to us. Mm -hmm. But yet, mm. both are fulfilled, the Lord's mm. call and her mm. desires mm. in a small little town. Mm. And that was the first month of my mm. journey and that really had an impact on my life. Mm. I uh, had a lady in Bosnia that was also holding and she was still keeping her husband's false teeth who died in World War Two? <laughs> they must they must have seen that house. I can't remember where you there, Clark, but man, that one was almost a killer. <laughs> but, but I know our time's running out, and um, you know, with this thing or without this thing, I think it's it's important that we sit down and ask ourselves how do we because that was our thing is that what we've experienced on a year journey mm -hmm. we wanted other people to experience it uh, also and that's why we kept on with it and then we said can this can this be a lifelong uh, value when we live in a community when we're not traveling when we you know, and I think that's probably for me the key is to say how do we, how do we make sure if this is if we value this and we say again we you know with just talking like this we know it needs to be a core value mm -hmm. it shaped us yeah. it formed us mm -hmm. we would not have been here without that value mm -hmm. and how do we how do we invite people in tasting that value here where we work. Our challenge is to try and just have a talk on mm. that without because other people hear it and yep. they draw files and they shut down. Yeah. So you need to find mm. ways in which yeah. they actually taste it. 
it's going to happen like Willem did. He was, mm. he saw it mm. and realized, okay, this is servant leadership. You're not going to realize it if leaders don't bother it to you. Um, I've got my one last li- one line that I learned from Tijar uh, Christus mentor Willie, where he just kind of set the standard in servant leadership. Whenever you've used something or borrowed something, or whether even if you've been at a place, then you have to leave it in a better condition than you've received it, and that kind of helps you to n- practically to judge what do I need to do here before I leave. It needs to be. In a, or give it back. It needs mm-hmm. to be in a better condition than when I received it. And mm-hmm. that's always helped me to just say, okay, what's hurting my eye in this picture? What's mm-hmm. the thing that I can do here to serve mm-hmm. and help? Mm-hmm. But that's where key um, values are linked to servant leadership, like responsibility, mm-hmm. um, like follow through. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's a lot around servant leadership mm. that I think we just need to say okay that this is actually what it yeah. means mm. practically uh, practice mm. and create those experiences for people to taste we can be modeled